0: Western and Southern Financial Group. Put our financial strength behind you. It's easy to get started. Visit WesternSouthern.com. Now, batting number one in our hearts. At least he'd like to think so. It's the Jim Day Podcast. Hey, welcome into the Gym Day Podcast once again. However you are listening, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Look who we have. Back to the podcast. First round with Joey Votto was awesome, and we are back with a big jar of awesomeness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go on, finish, Joe. <laughs> no, okay, I'm done.
0: That cheesiness is done. Uh, probably not, actually. We're just getting started, so of course I'm going to have some more cheesy stuff. But how are you doing?
1: Good. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be on.
0: We are uh, doing this impromptu. and I mean impromptu, folks, because so here's how it happened. I text Joey and I, you know, go through the rambling. Hey, I, we'd love to have you back. Uh, you know, understand if you don't want to do it. Blah blah blah. Uh, can you carve out a day, any day, like over the next month, any day? And He's like, how about now? I'm like, oh, OK, we'll do it now. So without prep, impromptu as it gets. Here we are. Down and dirty. Glad. This is perfect.
1: I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that you g- got to have me on. And and uh, right after we got done with a good day of work. So I'm, I'm glad to be on. Thanks. Thanks Jim.
0: Coming to us. And on video. Right? On video. We're doing some video here today. So we're coming to you via Zoom. I text you this, a so part of the text was, you know, we did this a little over a year ago. We were face to face. We were across the table from each other, which is the way I like to do interviews. Um, But so much has happened since that it's crazy how much has happened in the world and in baseball and everything since the last time we sat face to face. Yeah. A lot has happened. A lot has happened. And, um,
1: you know, uh, baseball will be back in Cincinnati and, um, you know without being um dismissive on the on the subjects that you're alluding to i'm just excited to get back to cincinnati i'm excited to play reds ball in front of fans yeah under, my understanding is we're going to start trending in that direction of course things can change but um truly um i really miss i really missed i had a great time i it's funny how can can you have a great time with no fans, right? But I had a good time because it was the first winning season um, in in a long time. Um, And to be able to play winning baseball, that is what not just we get paid to do, but if you do anything, I can say this, if I'm in a group and we're competing as a team, the motivation is not just to have fun, but to win. Of course, to win, to win, to win. Yeah. And, and last year um, was the first first year in a bit, and I'm embarrassed saying that to be honest with you. But, um, you know, you can't you can't uh, worry too much about the past. I'm just glad that that we performed well, and I'm looking forward to building on that and being competitive again because we have another spring and summer as an opportunity to get better as a group. And to continue to shape the way people perceive the Reds organization, which is really important.
0: Is there such a thing as a chip uh, on your shoulder as far as stuff that you failed to accomplish last year, even though it was a step in the right direction? Is there such i I'm, ass- th- I'm assuming you're talking about it, the team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Or indiv- oh. individually, you know, individuals make up a team, so.
1: Right, no, um, as a team, as a team, you know, losing so quickly and in such a, it was such a, um, it was a very new experience. I mean, I've said this before, I felt like over two games, we lost two to nothing. You know, uh, it was obviously that wasn't the score, but, you know, we score, we lost one, nothing in the first game. And then the second game, we were basically down one, nothing through nine, and they scored a bunch in, in the bottom of the eighth inning. And um Ended up being, I think, four or five to nothing going into our last at bat, and uh, we competed really well with a team that v- competed really well with the Dodgers, and that was a that was a disappointment. You know, I'm I'm not um, the type of person to uh, watch postseason baseball. I think that I just need a I need to step away. Oftentimes, I'm either frustrated or not jealous, but mostly just frustrated. And, um, but this past year, I watched the the playoffs a little bit and I was curious, how did the Braves do? How did the Braves do? And they really pushed the Dodgers up against the, the ropes yeah. and competed really well. And I thought, boy, that could have been us, you know, and um, I, it was really disappointing because I was feeling the momentum of the collective, I felt like all of us wanted to do well, you know, and we had a a really eclectic group, uh, different personalities, different, uh, I don't know, different personalities and different styles of of competing. And I felt like we were feeding off of each other and building towards something. And then to come up short, you know, to come up short so quickly, you know, you go from playing a noon game the next day, you play a new game. You know you're used to playing obviously night games, and then season done, and you're like, "Whoa, what on earth just happened?" And um, you know it was very disappointing. We get paid to win. Uh, we 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 care about. Oh, we care about winning. It's embarrassing, and um, all losses are embarrassing. But last year's was the combination of both confusing and embarrassing. I'm not speaking for the rest of the team, but I think that. A, a, a lot of a lot of us, a lot of the team would would agree that, ugh, that was a bummer losing like that. That stunk. We have to be better, you know. And and I, you know, I, I, um,
0: it was a missed opportunity. When you say mm-hmm. that it was uh, confusing, do you mean like when you look at the lineup on paper, you're thinking there's definitely some runs in there somewhere? Yeah. Is that what you mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we've had, we had plenty of base runners, plenty of opportunities and um, I've never seen that before in a baseball field. You know, I, I, again, missed opportunity. It felt like a missed opportunity. We had the Cy Young winner. Um, we had uh, a, a, a couple pitchers afterward, after uh, I'm not even going to say after, you know, Luis and Sonny who, on any given day, you, you could even take them over last year's Cy Young winner. That's how good they are and how good they were. And, um, we had a long, a long lineup, but I felt like it was a long lineup that just underperformed, um, in the playoffs. And, um, you know, uh, I, I, it was, it was a disappointment for sure. I'm not, and this is not a, a, uh, certainly not a criticism of, of, um, um, of, of the offense. Um, we just, we just, uh, we just didn't do well enough last year. And, um,
0: I think to a man, they'd all say the same thing. So. You had talked recently about, um, and we saw shades of this last year where you've changed your approach. You're probably sick of answering this by now already. Um, who knows
1: well I'm only sick I'm happy answering it if it produces results right I'm only sick of I'd only be sick of answering it if uh I I don't I don't I don't do anything then it'd be like it just embarrassing I would be like a fraud right so I'm happy answering it because it it is it is actually kind of intriguing to me um because there's so much unknown but I did have the fortune fortune of being able to make the attempt last year last year and be being successful with it you know and I, I, um, I, I, it's, it it feels much more natural to me and it feels more fun to me, but you know, it's, it's a a full season. It's not, nothing's a sure thing. And I look forward to putting in the work to make making it a sure thing.
0: So you talked about barreling up the ball, the most important stat. When you look at all the great hitters, all the fun hitters, barrels are number one. And Basically squaring it up, hitting the ball harder. Um, yeah. Re- regardless yeah. of where the ball goes, just hitting the ball harder. Um, th- does that mean you're standing up straighter in the b- batter's box? Does that mean you're choking down on the bat, being a little less selective at the plate? Or is it all the above?
1: Well, I'd love to have the combination of everything,
0: right? The adjustments I made in the past were,
1: you know, I, 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 really didn't like the way I started in, in 16 and 15. And, um, um, I, I, I played better through the back two thirds back half of both seasons. And I told myself in 17, we're not going to start poorly. We're going to start well. We are, we are, <laughs> um, I, I was just, I was just motivated to have a good start in 17 and, um, I did. I, I started well, but I, I, I made sure to lean on having a nice crisp strike zone, making contact when I swung, um, and then putting the ball in play with two strikes. And uh, I was very successful with that. And 18, I did the very same thing, but the power disappeared. And um, a lot of it, it turns out, was technical. I was doing some things in in 18, 19, and 20 at the beginning that I wasn't doing in 17, and I didn't understand it. And so to, uh, to kind of get back to the best parts of, of my swing, the, the, the swing that produces, like, the hardest hit balls, the most bat speed, I had to go completely opposite of, of um, what I was doing, choked down on the bat, a little taller, attack the ball, amongst other things, amongst other things. And um, the ball started coming off my bat better uh, last year. And again, um, I, I, I've done this since I was a boy, you know, since I was in high school, since I was in uh, rookie ball. And, and I've always kind of like shaped my swing to try to have, feel like you have control in the box but, um, you know, once I, once I wasn't able to hit balls through the ship, hit balls over the fence, scare any pitchers, all of a sudden they just fire balls in the middle of the plate and I'd hit a ball hard to the second baseman who's standing, you know, at second or in right field. And there, my bat's over. Oh, that's nice. He didn't strike out, but he didn't do anything scoreboard-wise. And so last year when, when Dave, uh, uh, Dave bench I, I I didn't play for three days. Um, um, I, it was a humbling experience, and, and I, it, it it required uh, an overhaul. And um, I sensed that I sensed that an adjustment needed to be made because I wasn't having enough fun, and I wasn't producing enough. And fortunately, I came back and I performed, I think, pretty well. Um, I, I felt more dangerous at the plate. I had more fun during the game. And uh, I was motivated to go out and compete every day, which was probably the biggest gift of the adjustment. So now it's important that I I take that and refine that and and, and continue with it next this coming year.
0: When you – I'm fascinated by – you started to say benching when you – and then you changed it to I sat out three games. No one called it a benching except you called it a benching. Um, I, I'm just kind of curious. Is it – when you labeled it that, were you saying, okay, that's what it was? Or is it almost like self-motivation just to hear you that you, no. in your eyes, got benched? We were in a 60-game season. You know, you sit three days,
1: that's 5%. I think my math is right, 5% of the year. You know, and, and I, I don't know. I, I just, you know, that's like sitting eight games in a row, if my math is correct, eight games in a row during a 162-game season. And it'd actually be like 8.25.
0: But, um, bow bow uh, down to your
1: greatness. (laughs) No, no, no. Um, I'm actually, uh, terrible at math,
0: but I, um, that's why I went into broadcasting. way I could get a degree is to go into communications. (laughs) That's the next stop for me, the Jim Day
1: Joey Vada podcast. Um, (laughs) so I, um, I don't know i just it was humbling very humbling and when you're trying to win as a group i wanted to be a part of it but i felt like i felt you know frustrated and angry of course but ultimately it was my own doing right it's my responsibility to keep moving forward i didn't feel i didn't feel uh, beat and i didn't want to quit and i didn't want to none of i just felt humbled and i felt like something needs to change and baseball needs to become easier. Like, that was the biggest thing. I was playing so hard. And um, I felt like on a daily basis, I was like, oh, I have to be successful. Uh, And I have to work to be successful. And this has to feel hard. And um, I just, uh, I needed baseball to feel a little bit more enjoyable, a little bit lighter. So I, 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 when you think of all the, like, really great players, there's, like, a a lightness to their sort of demeanor. You know, they're kind of easygoing. Of course, they're competitive, but, you know, if they have a bad game, they're like, oh, ah, that's all right. We'll play tomorrow, you know. And um, I just felt like I was just always coming back and not able to, like, overcome the – ground that I've lost. Whereas the new style, you know, I could tell, I could tell when things were going better, when I I felt like, so my goal is to feel like every day I can hit three home runs. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be that particular day. I may never do it for the rest of my career, but it's just the feeling of feeling dangerous feeling strong, feeling like any day could be my day. Any day I can, any week, any week I can make a month, if that makes sense. So have a bad week, have a bad two weeks. You know, you're hitting 200 with no damage. Eh, No problem. I have one good week. All of a sudden you're helping the team. You're productive. You're dangerous. I just felt like once I made the shift, Every day I was dangerous, even if I went over for 5. I feel that way is probably the best route for me to go um, uh, going forward, I feel like. And there's going to come some, some some uh, not ugliness, but there's going to be some times where like, I'm like, Ugh, I never would have done, swung at that pitch in the past, or I would have, you know, whatever. But that's okay. It's going to be okay. I'm going to make it work for sure.
0: Now, you had mentioned you, you've been doing this all your life uh, standing up straighter choking down hitting for power but you wanted to become the what you have called the perfect hitter you know I
1: have I had favorite players when I grew up and I, I, I emulated them and you know it's you're you, you just keep doing something um, year after year over and over you come up with new ways to to challenge yourself and of course you know the humbling thing about baseball is like it really does take all 26 players. And so you're going to try to do the very best you can to be a good teammate, of course, but ultimately you have to answer yourself and do your job. You have to be, you know, if somebody passes, you know, it it passes a ball to me and I make the shot, they get the assist. and We collectively created the play. But in baseball, it's like you stand the plate as an individual, you stand on the mound as an individual, the ground ball's coming to you as an individual, you know, no matter what, it's not. There's very few moments where there's cooperation in baseball, and, and of course, the clubhouse is a co- uh, should be a cooperative environment. Of course, um, there there should be uh, respect uh, uh, to to the people above uh, the manager, the coaching staff. But ultimately, ultimately, the individual has to do their job, and um, yeah, I was just motivated to be as good as I possibly could be and I I, I felt like so on some occasions I performed really well and uh, I wanted that again and I wanted that again and I wanted that again and it turns out it, it, it's not as repeatable as I, I would have hoped it would have been. So, you know, I I hit 220 last year, you know, um, that, 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 that's, that's, I, I if some, if, somebody asked, you know, the 25 year old version of me, you know, how I would handle hitting 220, let alone the year before I hit 260, I would have gagged at that. Right. I would have been like, "Um, but, um, you know, um, as, as it stands, I feel like I'm moving in the right direction and I'm motivated to, I'm motivated to work and I'm motivated. You know, we talk a lot about individual stuff, but, um, you're asking individual questions, but I'm motivated to be a part of a winning team. You know, I only have so many years left, uh, on my, um, on my, uh, contract. And so I'd really like to help out in that way, of course, you know?
0: Yeah. You had even said recently that, you know, you want, you want to come back and celebrate a championship, not necessarily come back after you've retired to celebrate just your career. And, and we're, we're all for that, by the way. Can I sign up oh, for that? I, I meant,
1: I meant to. I, I'm. Eh, it's weird talking about um, my, myself, but um, and the future. But yeah, I just it'd be really exciting to share that with, with the city and with a group of an entire organization because it trickles on down. It trickles on down to the minor leagues. There's a certain pride. Uh, the players are motivated to get to the top and share that um you know the staff it's a very deep roster the entire organization and you can create entire uh, i don't know, for lack of a better term cultures you know uh, san antonio for example in basketball um they they they, they they're in a very not i i don't know enough about san antonio the city but they're not it's not la or new york in terms of it being a major uh major hub right but if you were to ask the people in in a lot of the major sports cities new york and la who who for a stretch were the the example the the organization that a lot of people credited it would be the san antonio spurs and um i've always kind of idealized that you know if you're not going to play in a, a big city with and you have limited, uh, limited um, resources. Creating this sort of like us against them, David against Goliath sort of thing is kind of there's a higher degree of difficulty, and it's exciting. So, that's that's my perspective on the organization.
0: If uh, this thought just popped in my head, it has popped in my head before. If you had chosen the route of hitting for power, do you think you were, uh, could have been a forty home run a year guy? consistently because i've said that you could
1: yeah for sure yeah i'm very confident if i had sold out but you know i i don't know i there's something about there's something about because i i gave up a lot of like when the count was like one two or oh two or you know of course three two 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 but especially in those like really tough counts um the idea of swinging and taking a chance And, um, I just tried to be competitive in those spots, get hits and work, work out a walk or something like that. Or of course, if it was a good pitch and I put a good swing on it, but truly, um, I wanted to be the most well-rounded hitter I could possibly be. And I felt like that would be the most helpful version of the team. And it would be the one that I'd be able to look back on and be proud of, but. Um, I probably shorted myself home runs for sure, but you know, I I feel like I I've been the best version of myself my entire career. So I'm in uh, I'm in uh, another little adjustment phase. So we'll see how this goes.
0: Cheers. 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 What are we drinking there? Wait, it's probably not a probably not sponsored by them. Maybe you don't want to give that up.
1: It's like an electrolyte drink. Just water. It's water. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's fancy water basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, how was the winter? The most basic of human questions. Hey Joe, uh, how was your winter?
1: Well, um so up in Canada, um I lived just west of Toronto in Ontario, Canada this off-season and um we the initially um when I went back home there was um we were in, if I'm not mistaken, a, a lockdown of some kind. I don't know the tiers. I don't remember gray, red. I don't really remember which tier we were in when I first went home. But the uh, the second wave was coincided more or less with when I returned. I probably, can't, I don't really remember. But um, as things started progressively started to get worse, uh, they they. Um, adjusted it to like a stay at home order. So initially there was certain restrictions and then they tightened down the restrictions. And so um, my brothers are somewhat scattered, uh, but close enough to drive to. And my mother uh, is about 30 minutes away or so. I didn't have access to them. You know, in theory, I could drive by and say hello. But even there was some, there was a stretch where, and I don't know if the stretch is continuing, where they they asked you to stay in your community. And so I did, and I tried my very, very best. I didn't just try, I did my, I did, I stayed. Uh, I, I was allowed to have one household, access to one household, and the household was my strength coach. And so I worked with him, did my, baseball stuff. And then that was more or less the more or less the offseason. Um, a lot of time at the house, a lot of time training. And um, yeah, it was it was it was it was it was a good off season because I was able to focus on work. And I was able to double down on the work that I, I, I did last year in season and get more comfortable with it. And to be honest with you, I'm seeing the results now in my camp. I'm coming out, and I feel fret, I feel like my swing. It feels good, you know. One of the things that uh, I've been thinking a lot about, I, I would really like to have a good spring training. Like I would really like to put together a good spring training because I haven't had one in a few years, and um, I want to build that momentum into the season and feel I feel confident. And that all started uh, in the off season. And, you know, I hadn't hit, like hit like this since I was like, oh my goodness, I think in my twenties, like for, since I've been up in Canada, I haven't hit at all like this. And I used to hit a little bit. I lived in Florida for a little bit and, um, I haven't hit like this maybe even since my teens. Really? Most off seasons, I just strength trained and like hit a little bit. I hit, but like the thing is the off season, you can mess up your swing. Like you can develop bad habits or get these ideals that you think are realistic, but the, then you face competition. You realize it's not going to be, it's not going to work. And then you have to unwind, unwind that, you know, like, uh, or you have to unwind that. You have to like undo the, 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 you know, the, the technique that you've kind of established. In your in in your in your swing and so um I actually had a great time hitting and training and like I said I hadn't done this in years and I had a really a fun time and this is the first time in a bit that I've had, really enjoyed hitting again especially in my free time so it was a it was a joy it was really really good what do
0: you mean by uh enjoy hitting can you elaborate on that um, so in my style in the
1: past was like, really like, you know, down low and, um, very, very technical. And I felt like, I felt like in my work now, certainly last year, certainly last year in season, I just kind of let go and just trusted that I'll get my barrel to the ball, but just, you know, get up taller and work on your timing and, and um, and then just let all of the swings you've taken over the course of your, you know, I guess 25 years now of swinging. I'm not really sure the number, but it'll solve itself. And um, and it and uh, it did. Fortunately, it did. But um, I got to just kind of have fun. I felt like I was like playing pickup again, you know, last year, which was kind of fun. And then I took that into took that into into the off season swinging, and it was good. It was good.
0: All right, much more with Joe Ivano straight ahead, but a quick timeout for a word from our sponsor, and you may have noticed, we have a new sponsor this season. We are so proud to partner with Western and Southern Financial Group here on the Jim Day Podcast. You've experienced one of life's miracles, adding a baby to your family. Now you may need life insurance to help make sure everyone's protected, especially that bundle of joy. And if you already have kids, now's a great time to make sure you have enough coverage. At Western and Southern Life, we translate what's complicated and help make life insurance simple. Talk to one of our financial translators. It's easy. Visit us at westernsouthern.com life. Compensated endorser, Western and Southern Life Insurance Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. When I was,
1: so when I was a, a teenager in high school, I, I had a lot of joy. Um, I had a lot of joy hitting. I would do it endlessly. And it came with a very low effort. And I think as I've made adjustments, there's become more effort both, um, I I don't know if mentally, I don't know on that, but certainly there's been some more physical effort and some very specific like techniques that I've tried that have been pretty effective. But those techniques are kind of fatiguing. They're, 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 there's, there's only so many reps you can get in. Whereas now I feel like I can, so here's a perfect example. Ken Griffey Jr. I played with him for a couple of years. Great teammate, by the way. Great teammate, really nice man. Really, really nice man. Anyways, <clears throat> I remember showing up uh, pretty early. I want to say like one or two o'clock and he was there, he was in the batting cage hitting off of a machine for like 45 minutes, an hour in a row, just endlessly killing the ball, killing it. And I don't remember, I think one of the years I played with him, I think he may have been an all-star, I don't remember, anyways. But I remember thinking to myself as an older player, I remember when I saw Junior, who who was like 38 when I played with him, and he just hit for an hour in a row. I can't hit five swings in a row without being fatigued. Not a conditioning thing; just my style was very hot, high efforts. Right. And he was just out there, sweet swinging in a row, just low effort power. And I remember doing that in high school. And now, right now, I'm in the place. I'm in a place where I can just stand out there and just. back to just hitting homers again hitting the ball hard again just over and over and over and over and it was it's it's again it's going to come with some error because i've always had this but um it's it's um it's it's natural to me because junior was my favorite junior i mean i played his video game i watched him play junior was the best you know it's so fun to watch And you tried to hit like junior when you were a kid right emulate that swing at least i did and i could i could i was left-handed right Mm. um i actually have a funny story i don't know if i've ever told this i may have told this but so so pre-draft 2002 i go to cincinnati and i hit on the field i think this is pretty commonplace for players to hit in front of scouts that i hit in front of some scouts in cincinnati Anyway, so I'm hitting on the field and uh, Junior was with the Reds and um, I don't know if he was hurt, but he was at the stadium and and we were hitting on the field at around noon, I want to say, maybe 11 o'clock in the morning. And I think they may have had a game that night or they were on the road and again, he was hurt. And so uh, I'm hitting and uh, hitting the ball pretty good. And all of a sudden Junior walks on the field and I'm like, oh, that's getting. Here I am, an eighteen-year-old hitting on a major league field, and all of a sudden it gets, you know, full one hundred times better because my, you know, everyone's favorite player, everyone's like the most beautiful swing and great style and likable center fielder. Just, just I mean, as junior, right? Um, And so. I see him stand behind the cage, and he's watching us hit. And there's like 10, 20 scouts, front office types, behind the cage. And all of a sudden, I start emulating his swing, Okay, And I miss hit a ball. I know. I I go, who's this, everyone? This is, I'm 18 years old. What the heck am I doing? I go, everyone, who's this? And I hit a ground ball. And one of the scouts goes, he wouldn't do that. (laughs)
0: it's <laughs> true Oh, that's beautiful I've seen,
1: it, I've seen it live he would not do that Junior was beautiful with a badness hand so.
0: yeah it's just it's such a shame I mean I it was a pleasure covering him uh, I mean he, he even though he wore me out I mean he just killed me he I did oh man he just did you deserve it no he just kind of wrote everyone but yeah I he would no I didn't really deserve it but I, I took it because it was like a badge of honor, you know. I, I'd come into the clubhouse, and uh,
1: it's funny. I'd come into the clubhouse, and the shirts I would wear wouldn't be ironed. Like I'm, um, you know, I what am I doing? But I show up and the shirt would be kind of, you know, not crisp. And he go, he'd walk past me. Again, I thought he was a great teammate, and he treated me really well. He'd walk past me and say, you don't have an iron at the house and just keep walking past me and I'd be like, Oh my God. And then he did it again the second time. And I was like, do you not learn? Am I not learning? What am I doing? But, um, um, but anyways, yeah, no, I just remember him hitting off of the cage, hitting in the cage, excuse me, just for so long, effortlessly, effortlessly. And I thought I, and now I have that again. And so, that is a big deal. Now I have to figure out, not figure out, I have to just make it happen in the game. You know, I, 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 I just, I, David Ortiz is probably the most recent uh, player who performed really well after a, a little bit of, dip, of a dip in, uh, his, in his career, performed really, really well deep into his career. And um, I asked, I, I try, I'm intrigued what does, what did so-and-so do? Or how, you know, I asked former teammates of David's, how did he hit? Oh, he would just do this and do that. And I'm just, I'm trying to, you know, when it comes to my practice, my swing practice, uh, be the best version of myself. And I I feel like I'm moving in that direction. So.
0: Well, it's fantastic to hear that you're re-energized because let's face it. Father time is undefeated.
1: Well, I mean, I, but I was playing, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but I was playing so poorly that, like, it was just, it, it was less father time and more, I was using poor technique and I wasn't being myself. And, um, you know, that cliche, not cliche, but the tr- it's truth. It's the truth. You know, father time is undefeated or... Um, but i feel like i've got a lot left in me truly i feel i feel like i have a lot left in me so i felt i felt that way in the past i've i've spoken to the the um you folks quite a bit about how good i feel and i i've meant it and now i just need, needed to make that adjustment last year so you know um kudos to um you know, I think it was, a, it was a good thing for me to, to be humbled in that way, to be reminded that this route is not going to work. So. If
0: you're going to hit for power or more power, I mean, you're still going to – you're a hitter. You're still going to hit. It's not like you're just going to go up there and try to hit a home run every time. But if you're going to hit for more power over the long haul, where do you think you best sit in the lineup? Oh. Oh. Um, I gave up on
1: the lineup a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I truly, I truly, if I, all spots in the lineup are earned. If they, if they, if I was slotted eighth or ninth, you know, I, um, Oh, come on now. No, let me finish my thought. Okay. Everything, everything, everything is earned. You know, the things I admire the most about players is how many games they play because making a major league lineup is hard. And hitting third or second in or fourth in a major league lineup is really, really hard to do, really hard to do. There's only, you know, 90 spots, right. Of those three spots. And so, um, and about 50 of them, 60 of them you can already speak for because we already know who, who are in those spots. Right. Yeah. So, um, I, again, it's all earned, you know, if, 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 I, I don't, I don't feel any sort of way about it. I'm pro, I haven't had a lot of success hitting leadoff, but I think the current style that I'm taking on, I'd be fine. I think I'd be fine. So I don't feel any sort of way about hitting first or third or second or fourth or or any any way down the lineup. I I want to earn that sort of that position wherever I I want to earn it. I want to feel like yes, of course, you know, I should hit in this spot or that you know, but I've been very lucky. I've had um, managers in the past that have uh, prompted me before they were making the changes. Of course, you know, they don't owe me me that, but I've been very fortunate. Dave's especially good about that, Um, you know, but um, I'll hit anywhere, of course, you know.
0: And you prefer, obviously, to play every day. Do you think there's a point that you would have to maybe take more days off if you guys play 162 are you all in for as many games as possible do or do you, is it beneficial i guess it's the question for you to take more days off you know um one of
1: the things about playing every day is it creates a certain like um i feel like for me when i take too much time off it's, it's it softens me a little bit i don't know if that's the right way to put it but i feel like um playing every day, it's 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 important to stay sharp and remind it remind yourself that you're competing. And it's hard to explain, but I feel softened a little bit when I give it get a day off. And to be honest with you, taking a taking a day off usually now in 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 the major leagues isn't a full full day off. Usually you hit deep into the game. So you have to get loose, you have to get warm, you have to get prepped. You can't go out and embarrass yourself in the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning. You know, oftentimes that turns into a defensive assignment also. You can't go out there and embarrass yourself and make an error or strike out in a big situation. You know, I, if I'm performing well I, and I'm hitting in the eighth with the, uh, you know, runners on first and second and we're down one, I, I, I have to do my job. I have to be ready for that. So the idea that I'm going to just chill, post up, and then throw my, throw my you know, uni on and then take it at bat and then head to the how. No, it's going to take me a good bit of time to get loose and ready—not just loose, primed and ready for that at bat to compete at my very best to help the team. So, um, far as day as far as days off, you know, um, I I don't know I'm, I, I I can't speak for this season, but in the past I've pushed back on it, and um, I just you know you know how you counter days off just play well and then you just Nobody wants to take you out, you know, just play well, Like nobody wants to take you out. Oh, we think, we think you need a breather.
0: And it's like, I feel good.
1: Okay. You're in the lineup, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. The old, old adage. If uh, you can hit, they'll find a place for you. Even if you're just a hack with the glove, they'll they'll find a place for you if you can hit.
1: Well, that's, that's not true. I don't know if that's true anymore. And as someone that's performed well with the glove and been a hack with the glove, you don't be a hack with the glove. <laughs> you know, truly, I mean, it's it's. I, I love a well-rounded player, and that's yeah, no well, doubt. Right. Okay, so
0: no doubt. I keep looking yeah. at this lighting since we're doing video here. This is this is not up to the normal TV standards here. This Your lighting light. or my lighting? My lighting. First of all, Look. there's no good lighting for me. Like the best okay. lighting for me would be like me in a silhouette for people. But really. I do have a good background going on, though, you said. You, yeah, we were talking about which uh, which books you've read. You said one or two of them or none of <laughs> no, them? No, I said most of them. Oh, someday okay. I, You know, I would I have to do a segment one day of what's on Jim's shelf, and we'll just do it one at a time. Uh, coloring,
1: book and, uh, <laughs> uh, coloring books and just like uh, cardboard boxes with yeah. the uh, bookends from very famous uh, literature, right? Yeah.
0: I'm going to ask you the most generic basic question ever. And that is what's on your mind because what's on my, mind? yeah, because I wouldn't ask that to a lot of people because your mind is fascinating to me. You're
1: oh, I, I'm so boring. I, um, <laughs> I spend most of my day thinking about, uh, ball, And like trying to, I just, you know, every single, there's very few players. If you ask all how many players are there in the league, let's call it uh, 780 players. I don't know if that's right, but let's call it that. If you ask them, I'd say 90% of them, maybe not quite that high, but a high percentage of them have some sort of doubt or have some sort of their their future, their immediate future or at least that particular that particular year brings them some sort of anxiety or some sort of uncertainty. Maybe not, maybe I'm projecting, but I just think that every single year I've gone in thinking like I would really like to play well and I need to work towards that. And then Uh, going into seasons, it's the same thing with the team. I would really like to be a part of a winning team. I'd really like to uh, play well collectively. And um, so that's on my mind pretty often. Other than that, you know, I don't really have much on my mind. I mean, I, I do have stuff on my mind, but like, you know, I'm trying to wean off of YouTube. You know,
0: (laughs) you're going to have an intervention here.
1: I, I got rid of TikTok last year and I'm not on social media. I don't scroll through any of that stuff. I, you know, I'll type in stuff into like a Twitter search or like a Google or something. But like, I don't, I don't peruse any social media. I've been really trying to get off of YouTube. I have a real problem with YouTube um i think it just i just i'm tired at certain times of the day and i just want to so that's on my mind that's on my mind i <laughs> <laughs> like like i have moments where i'm like all right when is jim going to be done so i can go watch youtube and then i have to <laughs> uh but, uh, you know, I, I, I mostly right now during camp, I mostly just think about ball. And then in the offseason during during when I was up in Canada, I was mostly thinking about the well-being of my family, yeah. to be honest with you. Like, yeah. was, I had strong concerns for that. And, um, yeah, yeah.
0: All right. I can't let this rest. What what do you watch on YouTube? Like, give me <laughs> – Joey Votto sits down at the computer um, or TV or however you watch YouTube. Uh, Many – Many ways. Yeah, on the phone, um, iPad, however you're watching it. What, what are you typing in? What are you searching for? What are you watching? Um, You know, I'll watch a lot. Of, I'm a big fan of the
1: UFC, so I'll watch a lot of that sort mm-hmm. of like podcasts and stuff like that. I really like watching people talk on their podcasts. Really? I feel like, well, yeah, I mean, it gives me company, right? You know, so like driving somewhere, I'll listen to it or like if I'm cooking or something. Um, I've been playing a lot of chess lately, so I'll watch some chess stuff. And um, I've been, uh, what else? Just some other like, you know, r- random stuff. I don't know. Some stuff, I, it's all, it's definitely all PG, but I, I don't want to embarrass myself by sharing some stuff. So oh. I'll keep it, to myself. Oh. it's juicy though. Know? It is juicy. It is very juicy. Oh
0: man, I'm so disappointed. It is absolutely all, is absolutely all PG, and
1: it is very, very, uh, very respectable. But I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want to embarrass myself. So, yeah. Oh. Other than that, I, I, other than that, a serious note. I think often about our team. I think often about um, how grateful I am that I get to finally see my teammates and get to see staff. Um, it was um, a very, um, you know, seeing one person all off season. I had my moments where I was like, "Man, I miss socializing." I'm, 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 I'm saying hello to people. It's nice to, you know, dap somebody and have a face-to-face conversation. It's nice to put your arm around someone. I don't, you know, I'm obviously trying to follow protocols, but like when you're in the bench environment, you know, you're gonna cross paths close, and mm-hmm. it's just nice to be present with other people. And um, I often think about protecting staff and teammates too. You know, I want to make sure that uh, I think often about that. How can I be responsible behind the scenes to make sure that my, you know, staff and, uh, and the staff and teammates are I'm protecting them. So those are most of the things that are on my mind. And uh, that's yeah.
0: Are you good at chess? Have you been playing long? No, good, good, good. I'm 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 intermediate at best. Do you, intermediate yes. do you play electronically with other people or who who do you I, play i use a few apps and um
1: uh chess.com and lead chess and chess 24 i use i i like to play chess but i'm i don't like to lose so i the timing i have to i'm tired at the end of the day and if i you need to be sharp when you play so yeah, but I enjoy it. It's a nice little diversion at the end of the day when I've got a little bit of that like thinking about work anxiety, I need a distraction, kind of pour that into competing in, in on a chessboard. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: And, what about you? And uh not been a chess player much at all. Uh in fact, very very little. It's been yeah. years since I've played, so and I would get dusted. I would get crushed.
1: Well, it's more of a repeti- repetition thing is picking yeah. up patterns and knowing knowing some textbook stuff. And yeah. That's a good way to get good. I don't know how much it in, in, how much correlation there is with actual intelligence, but I'm not really sure about that. But uh, it's a fun little diversion and it's fun. it can be kind of social. One of my like, I've actually gotten a little bit excited about potentially when things open back up, uh, traveling a little bit and um, maybe, you know, you see like those like scenes from television shows or movies where like people are playing chess in a little park. I'd love to do that. Like go to a park and go play chess with some people. Really? I would love to. Do that. Yeah. That'd be great. Like it's very social. Like a chess right?
0: club or just friends or. Oh, no, like a park that has like. Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. To
1: to pick up chess. Yeah. No, just be social. I miss being social yeah. and we mm-hmm. going to protect the other person. So. Right. And so chess is very social. So. Wow. So
0: Yeah goodness see i um immediately turn into tv nerd like i'd love to have video of joey playing chess in the park that would be with a mic on that would be gold gold uh although you don't don't speak a lot during chess but you know it would still be somehow gold
1: well i i I have fun with it and I'm, i'm i'm glad that i started it it was uh something i started to kick around once, once we went back after, after the end of spring training last year. So it was something I shared with my brother and then started to take on on my own. So it's
0: fun. It's fun. Since you said that, uh, you know, you're wondering how, when gym's going to be done. And so you can get to your YouTube, uh, no. winding this down. <laughs> when you say that you're boring and you, you, you just think about ball all the time, there's going to be a day. You've talked about winding down your career in the next few years or whatever. Uh, it's going to be a day where there's no more ball to think about. Um, have you thought about what type of, I don't know what, what's going to come into your mind when you're retired? What, what have you thought about Joey Votto post-retirement or has it crossed your mind?
1: Certainly it crossed my mind. You know, I, I started going to school when I was 20 or 21 in off, you know, most off seasons I've done some sort of like online course, you know, working towards a degree, um, I, 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 I've thought about it often, you know, is that my sweet spot? I don't know, but um, you know, it's the sort of thing you just kind of play by ear and see how things go. You know, maybe one day work in a front office or maybe one day, you know, there's some, there's some really interesting uh, positions in, in baseball. Maybe that'll, that'll, that'll be something I take on, but who knows, who knows? And again, I don't want to get ahead of myself as, as I'm sure you and I can both agree, you know, taking things one day at a time is probably the best approach. Um, especially when I've got a few years, hopefully a few years left of, of being able to play and I really want to concentrate on this. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I have found that. Like, like splitting my attention mm-hmm. doesn't do well for me when I do that. Like the once, once I'm locked in on, on competing, and i start kind of getting distracted i find it it i am not my i am not at my very best so i try to stay focused on on what i'm currently
0: doing so i'm not quite there yet i don't think i've ever heard you mention front office work in a front office and if you've said it i have i just haven't noticed if, if you like you talking about the highest level you talking about like an advisor you talking about a part-time position what <clears throat>
1: You know, there's so it feels like the direction of baseball. I'm my my I may not be helpful. You know, there's like some really brilliant people that work in ball, and um, but
0: you study the numbers, I, and you've done it.
1: You, I don't study. I don't. I don't know.
0: I, again, there's I cross paths with a lot of sharp
1: people uh, in in our front office, and I I can't speak their. It would take me a long time to learn how to speak their language and by that time, there'd be a new language to speak. So I, I, I don't know, as far as working in front office, that's, that may not be in my future, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's intriguing seeing um, some former players when they come back and they can help young players, you know, Barry Larkin, Eric Davis, amongst others, Buddy Bell's around quite a bit, who's fantastic. He's such a great guy to talk to when it comes to ball. So it's Barry and Eric. Yeah. Um, but I watch Barry and I don't, I, Eric's obviously an outfielder. So I get to see Barry a little bit more with the infielders. And I know he's, if I'm not mistaken, i I've been told this, he's traveled some um, and to work with younger groups. Yep. That to me, especially someone as respected, um, obviously he's sharp, speaks Spanish, uh, and someone that could speak on very nearly every part of the game. Uh, I think I would guess that gives him a lot of satisfaction, you know, um, you know, I, I, going down there and and I think that helping out the younger players can really impact the organization long-term. And I see them and I wonder if they have, if they get a lot of joy out of it. And I think maybe they do. And uh, that's kind of a nice place to be after you're you're done playing but i can't speak for what i'd like to do next
0: so. i i've talked to barry about it and it brings a lot of joy and he, you know he when he first started going down to spring training you always wonder okay is this going to be a show and go some guys just kind of show up and they'll yeah. if someone approaches them then fine but you know barry working with the organization getting paid by the organization Still, you don't know how involved he's going to be. I was so impressed of how hard he worked. He was one of the first guys on the field, one of the last guys to leave. And as you said, speaks Spanish, speaks fluent Spanish, and to see his work with the Hispanic players and how hard he works them and how hands on he is, I was blown away by it.
1: Yeah, I, I miss him. I miss a, a lot of the a lot of the the former, it's just a lot of people that would would be a join in and be a part of spring training that don't have access right now. But Barry is definitely, Barry was challenging at first, you know, I'll be honest with you. He, there are times where I was like, where I was like, I don't want to listen to this, you know, sort of thing. Cause I, I was established and I was making good money and I, you know, you know, you have a certain ego and it's funny, not long after what he said was, a deficiency in 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 my in my technique at the time, and he was right. He was right. Really? And uh, yeah, and it wasn't until the following year that I was able to have that face to face because I didn't get to see him in Cincinnati because he was so busy. I'm sure, I don't know what he was busy with, but I'm sure he was he was caught up with things. And I got I finally got to say to him, I was like, "You're right. Like I needed to take on the things you were challenging me with. I missed that. I missed that a lot." Not just with Barry, but of course with Barry, but like with a few other, uh, f- a few other staff members. But you know, little things, little things like that. Um, I think, especially for the younger players, uh, goes million miles. A million miles. If you've got someone who's amongst the greatest shortstops of all time, and again, a short shortstop is is the sort of position that can speak to every single position, give feedback to a first baseman to even to some of the outfielders just in positioning and 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 and, and that sort of thing and he he, he speaking to some to the younger players is really valuable so uh maybe i'll do something like that but i don't know how much i can help oh. help players i'm not really sure no i i i don't know i i i i don't know i i feel like i'm learning all the time i feel like i'm learning all the time and it's just it's an endless reminder that like you don't know buddy you don't know you, you only know so much and then you find out you don't even know that
0: all right for all the cool kids i got to take a picture that this is actually happening you know for uh we have it on video jim i i know but this is like the you know post on like social media or whatever or something so you know, smile uh, for the kids <laughs> Cause I took a picture of us last time, but this is just a picture of my oh. computer screen, which
1: looks like a little like selfie thing, right? Yeah.
0: Yes. Remember I couldn't do the selfie very well and you had to take over. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> hey, I appreciate you doing this. Um, I'm not going to keep, take any more of your time uh would love to have you back at any time when you've got time although i know when the season starts man you are locked in like you said It's hard to concentrate on more than just uh excelling at ball so uh man i, I appreciate your insight you're always fascinating to me
1: a uh, pleasure thanks for uh in some time for me thanks for doing this on the fly too
0: this was as impromptu as you can get Good. zero good. Um, prep just a conversation which i like to have anyway that's kind of what the goal is so appreciate it my man
1: well next year next year hopefully it'll we'll be able to have a few in-person um spring training interviews on the bench yes. I, I actually as with the with that interview with the Jim day interview the other day on the bench i got a kick out of that you're such a good sport so. talking about yeah, the Jim
0: day with Jim day interview I, you're a good sport for sure. You're a good sport, so. well. The jokes uh, always a lot of times on me, but I like to have fun. And if the laugh is on me, then oh well. No, the
1: laugh wasn't on you. I was trying to be. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm trying to. I don't think I took a shot at you. I think that was fun.
0: That went so. about that's semi-viral. That that video, like as, as viral as a regional, just team-centric video can be. So, thank you for putting my name into the stratosphere.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Have yourself a good, night.
0: All right. You too. And I will uh, speak for Reds country. Wishing you the best in 2021. Let's go friend. Reds. Let's do it together. Can't wait to see Cincinnati. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, Joe. Thanks. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. What we hope is an annual visit with Joey Votto. He's just a fascinating dude. I mean, he's so, he's so thoughtful in his answers. I think that's maybe why he likes the podcast format format because he can you know, expound on things. He's not going to be taken out of context. He gets to explain himself and he explains himself well. He's just very aware. Um, He's just fascinating to me. And there was some good stuff in there. I, you know, talking about his evolution as a hitter, you know, a lot of people that might be bored by that talk, but for those that like the, you know, inside of baseball um, and just the, the, natural progression of a hitter through the years. I, that was just fascinating, the way he, he broke that down and the humbling experience of being benched last year. I um, thought the junior stuff was was really cool uh, to listen to him talk about junior. And, you know, he pushed back when I brought up Father Time. Um, and he doesn't think that was the problem uh, the last couple of years. So he didn't feel it at all. He thinks that he can turn it around mechanically and – via approach, and if anyone can, he can. Man, we are rooting for that big time. How about being addicted to YouTube? Vado? You know, these guys are just normal dudes like you and I. I'm sure there's many people out there trying to wean themselves off of something electronically. Uh, but he has taken up, not taken up, but really taken chess to the next level. So how would you like to walk through a park and see Joey Vado sitting there with an older lady or older man uh, or any anyone actually, just playing chess. That would be awesome. Uh, working in the front office, I've never heard him mention that, but he would be really, really good in that role of working with young players. So sign him up, although he's got a few years left on the playing field himself. And it was also interesting, the, the, uh, the Larkin stuff. That was kind of a little rough road maybe early on, and then all of a sudden Barry was right in the end. And for Joey to admit that, that was just a very good conversation. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we're back, by the way. And uh, the goal is to have an episode each and every week. In the coming weeks, Adam Dunn, yes, the big donkey, Adam Dunn, will join the Jim Day podcast. George Foster, the big red machine. George, one of my, I love that dude. Uh, He will be joining us. Uh, Sean Doolittle, very interesting. A new player for the Reds. I mean, you want to talk about an interesting dude, that's Sean Doolittle. T.J. Antone and his awesome ascent into the Major League Baseball world. So we got some good stuff going. We're working on some other people as well. So stay tuned and however you're listening today. Thanks for hanging out. Appreciate it. Catch you next time.